Yeah. Cool. Right. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Welcome, people, to a special uh, episode. It is episode number two hundred uh, of Dude and the Monkey. And in traditional Dude and the Monkey um, history, we we've we've not really done that special for all of We're going to bring you three reviews. Uh, yeah. I am one of your hosts. I, I, to be well, fair, we're starting a marathon for the first time. We are actually. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So anyway, as I was saying, I'm going to call us Matt Foster, and as ever, I am joined by. Forgive me for interrupting, sorry. Uh, Ian Loring, hello. And as, as Ian states there, we are actually, we're doing three feature reviews for you uh, today. We're doing uh, the, well, the It's So Hot Right Now uh, horror, Get Out. We're also going to cover uh, Beauty and the Beast, the uh, It's So Hot Right Now, Let's Take all of the money in the world. Uh, and we're also going to talk about King Cobra, uh, which has arrived, I think, on Netflix last week or the week before, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is actually going to be the start of a, a little marathon um, that we're going to do. We haven't done a marathon for a while, um, but we've decided to do one off the back of this. Uh, we've not decided what films are going to be in it yet or how many films are going to be in it, but I think essentially it, it, it's going to essentially be James Franco, He Don't Give a Fuck <laughs> marathon. Yeah, Franco Don't Give a Fuck. Yeah, um, because my God, when you look at that guy's IMDb, he he is very much playing by his own rules, and God bless him for it. Um, so yes, yeah, so we're gonna chat at King Cobra, like I say, Beauty and the Beast. We'll do some what we've been watching, some trailers and bits and bats and all around. Uh, Ian essentially has played. I think what was it you were saying? Thirty hours of I'm Zelda. On, I'm now on thirty hours plus, which is the most I have ever played a single game. That is insanity. It came uh, out but, what two weeks ago? And you've played over a day. Fuck, man! It came out two weeks ago. Jesus. Yeah. That just over hit me. I only got my Switch two weeks yesterday, and I've played thirty hours. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that is mean. that is that is mad. But but hey, if if you're getting on with it and it's not it's you're not getting up at four in the morning to play it or going to bed at four in the morning having played it, I, then why I, not? I, I was up till one last night. That's a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was a sat yeah, quite. It's the best game I've ever played. Um Ooh, so nice. so there's that. Um and yeah, I won't bang on about. There's a piece on the website I wrote about it, which yeah. um, I'm planning at some point of like uh, actually doing an audio version of that, and either sticking it on YouTube with some footage or just as like a little podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean it'll be on the Dude and the Monkey feed. Um, but yeah, it's the best game I've ever played. It's incredible. The hyperbole is correct, and if you are if you are into games and are okay with spending the money it is kind of worth buying a switch for um it's fucking crazy how good that game is it like it it's just a hell of a thing yeah uh, but yeah anyway um fuck i was going to say something but yeah i i think i'm going to be done with it this week and i hope so <laughs> Just because I'm also starting the stupidest idea I think I've ever had. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are a little bit. Because <laughs> I've, I've watched a little bit of effects playing this. <laughs> yeah, so on the Dude and a Monkey YouTube channel, um, which seems to have renamed itself Ian Loring, and I'm not too sure how, so I must I must go in and, and re-edit that. But, um, yeah, uh, on, on the YouTube channel... Um, 
there's an eight-minute video of me playing the teaser of Resident Evil 7 and then just basically go, nope, can't do it, nope. Uh, I'm going to play the entirety of Resident Evil 7 and live stream it. Um, that is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm really, 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 really worried. <laughs> you should, because Bex the other day, um, after she, she didn't complete it, because she played it a little bit while we were away, because uh, we took the PS4 while we were away, um, and she did sort of say, at one point, it, 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 it's so fucking scary, this game. <laughs> and, 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 and to be honest, she didn't scare that easy, so yeah. Fuck. So I'm, 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 I am so much looking forward to the, watching it. You play it. Oh fuck! But I, I enjoyed when you played the demo. <sighs> and the, oh, I don't know. I mean, like I've like I've got the PS4 Pro as well. So apparently it looks a lot nicer in that as well. And it just means it's it? going to be even more fucking horrible to fucking watch. Nice. Um, I'm fuck. I'm, I'm fucking dreading it. I'll be honest with you, but I want. I want to play that game, and I think that the only way I'm going to is if I'm doing it for something and can talk through it. Yeah. So there's that. So we'll see how that goes. I'm planning on doing maybe one-hour chunks, and I'll be honest, I am going to... If people are watching me while I do it live, and if I'm stuck, I want people to tell me what I need to be doing because otherwise it's going to be boring as shit just watching me try and go like what do I do now so (laughs) there's that but yeah I'm doing I'm going to finish Zelda first I've got a feeling where I am with that another two or three nights and I'll be done and then it's Resident Evil 7 if anyone has any good names for the series of videos uh, let us know but I'm fucking terrified people keep like I've had people say like you should play it in VR it's like okay one give me £400 be happy to but two, I'd actually have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I think you actually probably would. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I don't want to play anything uh, in, 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 in VR ever, probably. I love VR. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm, a fan of, I'm a fan of VR. It's just I'm not doing that. Star Trek Bridge Crew, I'm all over. Like, I'll do missions uh... on the Enterprise. You know what I mean? That sounds great. Yeah, that does actually sound quite polished for that. Yeah, but Resident Evil 7, no. So anyway, it's content for the site, so that's that's something. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. <laughs> Is there anything that's happened in the wonderful world of movies this week uh, that we need to uh, chatter about before we get into some trailer talk? Uh, Matrix rebooty thing? Yeah, uh, it kind of... It kind of seems strange that they've kind of they announced they're doing it, and then they're just going to do it. And it just feels a little bit like you've announced you're going to do it, but you've done you don't know what it's going to be. You've just basically gone, look, we're going to make a new Matrix film, and I, I, it almost seems like they're testing the water to see what people say, and yes. like using like everything as some kind of weird little uh, <laughs> a little hive mind to try and work out. Right. Well, what are people saying? Should 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 we? Who should we get in? Because 
let's be honest, the, the, the Wachowski, um, Wachowski, the, the, the Wachowski siblings now, or are they just the Wachowskis now? I think they're the, Wacha- the Wachowskis. Right, the Wachowskis. Uh, they, you know, have kind of suggested they'd be interested in sort of continuing it, which is fair enough. It's, you know, it's their own made to start off with. But let's be honest, it's also them who kind of killed it. Um, and although the stuff they've done afterwards, I've not actually disliked. It, it is a little bit like their style and their aesthetic has had its time. I don't think it needs to come back. I don't think it ever will come back. No, I mean, that film is as late 90s as I think it's possible to get. Yeah. Um, you know, from the like Nokia phone product. Was it Nokia or Motorola? Fuck. I think it was Motorola. Yeah, I think it was. Mo- it wasn't the Motorola Razor. In my no, opinion, that was later. That it was, it was a flippy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I swear it was. But like with that shot there, and even like the green tinged cinematography and the like the um the the the, the, the kind of like the Hong Kong infused action. Yeah. You know, trench coats. Yeah, it's all yeah, it's all so fucking nineties. It hurts. Yeah, and, and, and but apparently there is scuttlebutt that it's going to be about a, a prequel about a young Morpheus, and that's why Michael B. Jordan's been um, mentioned. Mm. I'm not adverse to that. I would. I actually, to be honest, I would take a reboot. Like, let's have. A new style, some new ideas, same set, same basic premise, but some new visual ideas, no raves, um, <laughs> you know, less Christ allegory would be nice. Yeah. Um, Trinity not having like a 10 minute long dialogue deathbed scene. Um, I, I, I've literally blocked out the second two movies. I remember like bits of them, but I, I, I just. I keep thinking, oh, maybe I should go back and watch them. And I went back and watched The Matrix not too long ago. I was like, I, I, I don't need another like, four and a bit hours, nearly five hours of this. Always annoyed me that The Matrix Revolutions didn't end with a Rage Against the Machine song. Yes. It's like, come on, keep that up. Yeah, you know, yeah, all right, it was a kind of a bittersweet kind of ending, but why not? Yeah, it, it would have made sense. It kind of felt like they didn't really know. It, it felt like they got bored halfway through the third one and lost yeah. complete track of it. No, I mean it was because it was an interesting time that because they, they obviously they did uh, reloading and revolutions back to back, and you know a, like a year or two later, pirates did a, a couple of films back to back, and it kind of feels like you know Infinity War is going to be that, but aside from that, it does kind of feel like it's been a while since that's been attempted. Um, yeah, the, the back to back. Did they shoot the Hobbit sequels back to back? Oh yeah, I mean like the the Lord of the Rings and the the Hobbit ones. They all did them all in like one long stint and then went back for reshoots and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, but I mean that was just kind of how they made those films. I think they're yeah. kind of a unique case. Christ, I remember like back in ninety seven, ninety eight. Um, when they were first talking about the films, and they were saying they're like, "We'll do the first Lord of the Rings, and if it you know if it doesn't work, the rest of the material we'll just do as like a mini series on HBO." You know, and mm. it it was like how times changed there. Even though saying that, sorry, a tangent, but like like the Divergent, the last one of those, they're talking about it just being a TV movie. But Shailene Woodley's already said she's not coming back for it. And it kind of feels like that's dead in the water. I'm yeah, so sure. di- 
I'd be so disappointed if I was a fan of those books because it's like, you know, they split up the final book into two films for no reason anyway. Did the yeah. first one, and then it didn't make enough money, and they just never bothered making the second one. I mean, that's such a fucking. It's a dick move. Yeah, it's so disrespectful. I mean, yeah, fair enough. It was losing money for the like for the studio, but. It's so disrespectful of the material and the author and the fans that it, I mean, it's. Hell it's of not a their thing. fault. It's not their fault. The studio fucked it up. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Christ, uh, Jeff Daniels was in the third one, I think, because it, it it was almost like because I watched I watched the first two, and they um, they kind of almost kind of wraps shit up really. Because spoiler alert for the second Divergent film. If, for some reason, but like Kate Winslet gets offed, um, yeah. and she was like the main bad guy, um, and then it's like, right, okay, that yes, you've kind of done some breadcrumbs to the next one, but okay, cool, fine, and then the third one, which I never even bothered watching, it's just like, okay, here's a bunch of new shit happening. Uh, Jeff Daniels is a bad one this time, and you know, there you go, you're not going to get your next one. I mean, it kind of feels like the Maze Runner, like after um, old uh, blokey had his car accident. Like, is that still coming, that last one? No, apparently it's not. Yeah, there you go, you know, and it's just... I, I, I don't know how the fuck I, I went down that rabbit hole and I apologise, but it's our 200th episode, there had to be a tangent somewhere, but... Um, Matrix, yeah, why, why not? I don't... It's not one of those ones where I'm like, no, how dare you? Why not? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't give a shit, you know, make it, do what you want with it. Uh, I'm not that fussed. Um, oh, one thing I did notice uh, here, um, Fast and Furious 8 runtime. Oh, like two hours, 40 minutes? Mm, two hours, 16. Oh, has that, oh, thank fuck for that. Because I noticed we were talking about it the other day, and I have to yes. check some, but yeah, it's listed as two hours, 16. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that, that that's, that's about right for a Fast and Furious. I mean, that kind of feels like how long the last few have been around, like a give or take five however minutes. however yeah wikipedia sorry, um what is it he's listing it as uh imdb is listing it at two hours and 16 but wikipedia appear to be listing it at two hours 40 well the, the like box office is open for that now if i remember correctly i think i saw some shit in cineworld about that yesterday i wonder yeah, 137. Has BBFC done it? What is it for it? Yeah, I wonder. I'm just wondering if Cineworld have... Because if they've got show times, then they must know the run time. What the fuck is it under? Right, comes out like 16th of April, I think it is, or some shit. Yeah, it's only a few weeks. 14th. 136 minutes. 136. Two fuck. hours, 16. Yes, two or sixteen. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Then, isn't it? God, that fuck is in four DX. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, trailers, Ian. What have you seen this week? Um, I, I just showed Lottie the a, a trailer I hadn't seen before for the Boss Baby. I have more questions. Um, <laughs> it's out in two weeks, so we don't have long to wait. No, we don't. But. He works for a corporation? He seems to, yeah. Um, they seem to be trying to stop puppies. Pu- then they're trying to take down puppies. Yeah. Um, Did you see the trailer before um, Beauty and the Beast? No. 
where uh, it's the baby uh, stood. It's sat in uh, a, a high chair, and he's got a clock in one hand uh, and a candelabra in the other hand going, I don't get it. <laughs> and then he says, it's that sort of got a boss baby, and he says, sure, it doesn't have a talking candlestick in it, but, you know, we can squeeze one in if that's what does it for you. What the fuck? <laughs> that's actually in the trailer for the fucking film. I was thinking, hang on a minute, if it's DreamWorks, they are quite literally just insulting Disney to their face in front of their movie. That's great. <laughs> That's great. No, more power to him. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I said to you on WhatsApp earlier on, but I showed the trailer for, to Lottie, and she asked me why coffee is for closers. No, <laughs> <laughs> cookies are for closers, sorry. Which is, which is incredible. Like, I just kind of ignored that one. I didn't really know what to say. Um, yeah, anyway, the boss baby. I'm looking forward to it. I am. Like, I am so fucked. <laughs> Like not ironically, I'm looking forward to seeing what the fuck that film is. Yeah, and I think uh, I think actually actual baby, not boss baby permitting. I think Noel is planning on possibly joining us for that one. I think, isn't he? Yeah, I think he might be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, also the uh, first trailer for Coco, which is which is Pixar's. Yeah, we're doing Cars Free this year. Yeah, we know. Here's an original. Uh, even though I say original, it's already gotten some flack off people because it kind of looks like the Book of Life. Just um, a little bit, yes. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I don't think there's... Like, there was quite the romance angle about the Book of Life, which I don't think this is going to have. And to be fair, you know, the Day of the Dead and all that kind of stuff with, with Mexico is a, you know, is a, a well-known thing. There was a LucasArts yeah. game about it years ago, Crim Fandango. So, you know, it... That, that that shit is you know it's just commonplace you know i mean like fuck sky um not that's not sky for spectre had that opening like um uh scene uh with it as well you know so it is a thing and you know it's multicultural but that's not good enough for some people apparently no no apparently yeah i heard that that, that it's it's stereotyping yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is like, do you know what? Fuck oh, off. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's like, so far off. am I looking forward to seeing this more or Cars Free? This by a fucking thousand miles, no pun intended. Like it, it's, yeah. But I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's 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 way too. I mean, it barely gives you a clue of what it's actually about. No, um, it, do you know what? I, I looked at it and thought, huh, this looks like fun. I'm looking yeah. forward to this. It looks like it's not trying to cram a message in there anyway. It's just going to be a bit of fun. Yeah, quite. So that that'll be all right. Um, Red Band for Life, uh, which I saw before Get Out. Um, yeah, did you see the Red Band for that? Because there was what I saw it was actually it was an entire scene. Yeah, I think is that not the Red Band? Is, it, oh, is that the Red Band? I think I, I'm, I'm assuming so. Anyway, because yeah, it was it was the scene where the guy gets the thing stuck on his hand. Yeah. And, oh, is that yeah. actual trilogy? It, it, it just felt like a scene that kind of like yeah. was it. I was like, yeah, feels fucking weird. Yeah. I fuck, man. I mean, we haven't really we haven't talked about what we're going to review next week, but life's out next week. But there's something else out next week as well. Oh, the Lost City of Z, the new James Gray one. Oh yeah. Um, oh, it's a tough week, that because I want to see both. Yeah, I don't 
we'll 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 talk about that. It might be a like show times permitting kind of thing, eh? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, life. We'll see. You know, I don't know. Good, good cast. Yeah, it is a good cast. That's kind of the only thing that's really got me that interested. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but I think that might be about it for me this week, unless you could. Uh... Oh, I think, I think there's a couple more. Uh, there's one that I'll throw out there in a second, and you'll go, oh, fucking hell. Uh, they're, they're rebooting the Die of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, so it's oh, okay. So what is? I suppose it probably is a new kid by now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, right. new, it's an entire new family. It's a complete new. It's a complete reboot, and basically, the trailer says we're rebooting it. All new. What is it? A new blah. A new blah. A new blah. Um, it's. I, I really liked the first uh, few uh, Die Wimpy Kid films. I thought they were really quite entertaining, to be honest. Uh, this doesn't look it at all. This looks terrible. It looks awful. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm a little bit disappointed. It's, it, it looks a little bit too goofy. They've gone, they've gone too goofy with it. Um, Power Rangers is out next week as well. Sorry, is it? Um, kind of want to see Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with doing any of them. Um, and I suppose the one, the one that you've definitely missed that you're gonna go, oh fucking hell yeah, um, Baby Driver. Did we not talk about that last week? Did we? Did we? Did we? Fucking hell. Did we? Or didn't we? Or did, did we just talk about it on WhatsApp? Fuck, I can't remember. I think we, I didn't come on Sunday. Oh, did it? Okay. No, all right, well, we'll talk about it. So, um, uh, apologies if we talked about this last week, folks, but... No, no, hang on. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. It was just us last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. No, we didn't. Fuck, that's weird. That's like alternate reality me. Like, because I could have sworn I actually had, like, a, a Skype conversation with, uh, like, and Noel was on talking about it, but obviously not. Fuck, that's weird. Baby Driver, it looks fine. That's about it. To me. I, I quite like the look of it, to be honest. Alright, cool. Good on you. I, I quite like the look of it. And the thing is, the weird thing is, I, I, I'm not a an Edgar Wright fan. I'm not a, a hater. <laughs> I, I don't dislike his stuff. Uh, but I only genuinely really like one of his films. The rest of them, I'm a little bit like, nah. Nah. <laughs> uh, whereas this, I was like, yeah, I can get, I can get behind that. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. I will admit, it does look a little bit straight to VOD. <laughs> but, fuck it. Lap that shit up, usually. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. I, That's one where I would just kind of prefer to maybe see a bit of a scene so I can see what he's going for. Because, like, the whole, like, the music he's listening to, essentially the choreography of the action is is around that is what the film is but you can't really explain that in a trailer so instead it's like getaway driver does one last job and things go wrong yeah (laughs) okay fine even though i will say the thing with the michael myers mask i thought was actually really fun the michael myers (laughs) was actually really funny i thought that was great yeah Um, I, i i laughed heartily at that yeah, I mean, I you know, it's it's written and directed by Wright, so you know, I definitely have I definitely have confidence there. It's just the trailer is not great, and I don't know, like that thing's gonna have to have some really, 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 really great reviews, I think, because otherwise, it's not a particularly hot cast. Um, 
I don't know, the trailer just looks a little bit Fast and Furious rip-off-y. If, if you were taking it completely out of context. Yeah. I mean, like you say, slightly straight to video, really. It kind of... It kind of feels like it's something where Kevin Spacey is doing a bit of a Bruce Willis, yeah, I'll be in your VOD thing, give me a million and I'll be there for two days. Yeah. Like that that kind of thing. Um, but in in right, I trust, certainly more than I trust in Peg, uh, even though Star Trek Beyond was a was a, uh, evidence contrary to that, I suppose. But yeah, I, I, good on you, man. I'm glad you like it. And in the end of the day... Scott Pilgrim versus the world is still one of my favorites of this decade. Um, and fuck man, we're kind of starting to actually think about films of the decade, really. Like it's 2017, you know, it's yeah. getting on right. up there. Yeah. Uh, two thirds of the way there. Social network, man. Social network still number one for me, but, um, Wolf of Wall Street still number one for me. Yeah. Fair. No, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I genuinely thought we talked about that last week. Okay. We may well have done and I may well have I just... don't think we did because I don't actually remember much of a conversation. So <laughs> oh, dear me. All right. Um first uh, feature review is for the uh, Jordan Peele directorial debut, Get Out. Uh it is uh it, it's it is the very, very dictionary definition of hot horror film right now. Uh, what was it? People were actually complaining when it lost its 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that was a thing that happened, I think. Um, stars Daniel and Kaluuya? Yeah, Kaluuya. Yeah. Kaluuya, yeah. Oh, fuck, I was close. I thought it was going to be. Alison Williams, Brandy Whitford, Caleb Landry-Jones, uh, Stephen Root, uh, Catherine Keener, um, and what was the... Is it Lakeith uh, Stanfield? The... Yes, yeah. Yes, plays the, the friend. Uh, yeah. Um, so, story, uh, briefly, before we get into it. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. I'm going to go with that. I'm going with Daniel Kaluuya. Um, plays a young photographer uh, who is going to meet his girlfriend's parents for the first time. Uh, he's got his wealthy parents. One of them is a neurosurgeon played by Bradley Whitford. And the other one is a psychologist played by Catherine Keener. Um, and he's going to meet them for the first time. And there's a little bit of tension because what would you have it? It's an interracial relationship and he's a little bit nervous because they don't know he's black. Oh, so yeah, it's uh, a lot kind of, I think it's fair to say that a lot has been made of the racial angle that this film comes at. Would that be fair? Yep. Cool. Good. Uh, so Ian, get out. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, it was all right. Um, I are we breaking don't... some kind of are you breaking some kind of um online film critic code there? <laughs> We're not allowed to say it's alright. I thought we had to say it was the greatest fucking film of the past ten years. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, a really solid directorial debut, which I think has some things to say and says them loudly. Um, I think that the marketing did it no favours by 
signposting pretty much fucking everything that happens in the entire film. Um, uh, you know, aside from all spoilers all the time, uh, the reveal of Alison Williams's character, which we will get into that particular scene um, uh, as we were talking on, on WhatsApp. But there's, there's other bits we'll get into around that. Yeah, sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought... It was. I, I thought it was decent. It was entertaining. Um, the the best friend character was the MVP of the film, and I would have preferred it to have been about him. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> uh, you know, Daniel Kaluuya's fine. Uh, you know, but it's his his. There's not really much to his character. He's got he's got like this emotional backstory that kind of doesn't really go anywhere. Um, <laughs> Other than that, it's a trauma- traumatic event. Okay, people have those in their lives. What does that actually mean for the film? Oh, nothing. Okay, fine. Um, I, yeah, I mean, good to see Catherine Keener. Um, you know, it was it was a good like, oh, cool, that person's doing some shit. That's nice. Yeah. Kind of film like Bradley Whitford, who I you know was um, was solid. The central idea, I thought, was fun. Well, fun's a weird word, but just like quite mad. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I maybe it was a budgetary thing, but I was kind of expecting a third act. Once all that stuff was revealed as to what what was actually going on, I was expecting a bit more craziness. And instead, the film just goes right. Let's just kill everyone, and it let me down slightly there. The build-up's great. What the build-up is actually to is a bit of a letdown because of the marketing. And then what what happens after that was I was mixed on. So it's a decent time. It's definitely not shit. There will be better horror films this year. Mark. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same uh, as as yourself. It, it's I enjoyed most of my time with it. I thought it was all right. Uh, it, it's I, I struggle to get why how people can be so oh this is a fucking this is incredible. It's you know it's 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 one of the best satires of, of, of recent memory. I'm a bit like it, it, is it? How? How is it? It, it, it? It's a solid um, horror slash comedy film. That's fine. I'm fine with that. It is a solid that. But um, the performances are all entertaining enough and are all perfectly good. And the premise is fun. Uh, there's some bits that just kind of make you go, but there was that bit. And there was that bit. And why was that bit there? And I think the more you think about it, the more it unfolds. But then again, with high concept movies, which this kind of is a little bit of a high concept movie. Um, in terms what's of what's actually happening in it is pretty fucking high concept, I think. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's high concept. But um, but the actual, you know, it's there are bits in it where you go, hmm... But what about that? And why did that happen? Why did we get that and 
Yeah, it, it just it is one of the things where the more you think about it, the more bits start to to unravel, which I suppose is a little bit unfair of it because it is a you know it's a tiny budget film, you know, four and a half million. Um, but it has a very solid cast which kind of hold it together so the four and a half millions for these are always a little bit like but I, I guarantee you that Bradley Whitford Caleb Andrew Jones Stephen Root and Catherine Keener are all work and Alison Williams probably are all working scale so it, it's a little bit like it, it's not like other four and a half million dollar movies to be honest oh no no uh, no yeah I mean like, they, these guys are getting probably getting points on the back end it's the Blumhouse way yeah, which which is fine, and it, it's cool to that. And and I would, you know, I'm very very glad that it got a cinema release. Uh, would I have been was I disappointed I saw it in the cinema? Absolutely not. No, uh, would I have had the same good time with it at home? Yeah, to be honest. Uh, so th- there is there is that element of I mean, it. Um, I, I I enjoyed being in an audience for this film. To be fair, which isn't something I can say much, uh, really. But the the laughs worked. Um, yeah. You, you know, and I enjoyed laughing with the people who were laughing um, in it. Christ, the bit where Rodney's talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> it's just fucking incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Again, he, he was a star of the show. I thought Alison Williams was good up to a point and then she stopped being good and yeah. there's a very clear point where she stopped being good. Um there's a lot of uh, the thing is I I I don't know I, I saw the trailers and I I didn't know anything about the actual story really apart from the fact that I saw the trailers beyond that I didn't know anything about it really um, and I I thought it was going to be a little bit more subtle than it was it literally is hammering its message over your head with a sledgehammer um, which took me by surprise a little bit I I, I thought there was more so there was going to be more sort of salty to it and a little bit more it, it was what's under the surface rather than just outright out there it did feel a little bit like okay that's just you you're you're now explaining all of the uh racial elements of this movie to me uh, and and i didn't think that was what was going to happen uh, yeah, even though i I liked. I did. I did like the, the the central conceit though of these privileged white people using, literally using the bodies of of black yeah, people. Absolutely. Um, the, the, right. Let, let's get my few issues out of the way from it now, and get into the actual start some more of the positives. Because uh, I think you have some of the same issues as as me. Um, so we'll get to the one we spoke about the other day uh, we'll get to that in a second um and but the first one is um the the bingo auction right so what was happening there were they bidding or was it he's just randomly picking numbers and their bingo and Stephen root just happened to win it just feels a little bit like why was it, it like more, a, why was it like a ceremony? Yeah, it would have yeah. made more sense if they were picking them to order, seeing as he was perfect for Stephen Root's well, character. I thought they were. I thought it was a like a coded way of saying, right, you you two are gonna do this, and then you you guys are gonna do this, even though that came to nothing. Yeah. Um, 
like the way he's like pointing at people and making hand movements. Ah, that that, that could have been it. Now I, I just misread that because it just felt a little bit like I didn't really know what was happening there, and it could have been three or four things, and it turns out it's actually not the three or four no, things I, I thought it was. Yeah, I mean it was evocative, but it, it was good. It was a nice shot. Yeah, and, and and like the music with it was great mm-hmm. as well, but it didn't really make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and at that point, it it is like, what if he'd gone? Do you know what? Let's 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 go back now, rather than Alison Williams. But I suppose the whole fact is that she's very much baited him, and she's acting as the alpha throughout the entire relationship. And then there's the once the shit hits the fan, there's the flip, and he grows essentially some balls. Um, Yeah, uh, Caleb Landry Jones gets nothing to do, and in the one scene, he gets something to do. He's fantastic. Um, yeah, the the shit in the fan. I expect it to go a little bit bigger. Uh, and yes, we'll get into the what happens to Alison Williams' character. But like you mentioned to me, the 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 little cupboard thing in the room that's yeah. just left open. You know, not not even unlocked, just fucking open. Uh, that literally unravels the whole thing. <laughs> Feels a little bit like. Why? How? Did somebody... Is there a scene missing there? Is there a scene where, like, the maid leaves it open or something like that? Yeah, the maid, no, the maid, she, George, she is the maid, is she Georgina? Yes. You could class her as the maid, couldn't you? Good. But I'd say something horribly insensitive. No, 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 no. I mean, like, in the end of the day, she... You know, no, I mean, that is her job in in that in that place. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Good. No, yeah, because, I mean, that... That's the thing. And the thing is, that reveal then kind of kills an aspect of the tension for the next few minutes. Because it's like, he knows that she's a wrong one. Yeah. And it's just like, and we know. So then she keeps on saying, like, I can't find the keys, I can't find the keys. Yeah. And then, like, she looks genuinely worried at one point. And it's like, right... Is this actually going to go in a way where they've like set up the both of them or something? Like, what? What is that? And then it's like, no, all right, no, she is just a Roman. Yeah, and then, and then from then on, she spends the rest of the movie just dressed in white with her hair back, just being really, really odd. Yeah, like that, that it, bit where like she's like just got the milk and she's just taking like the little yeah, the little Fruit Loops. Yeah, it, yeah, it's... and it, it just it, it felt like. All right, she's got her hair pulled back, and she's dressed all fucking essentially very preppy and very yeah. Well, it, it felt a little bit. That was the only bit a little bit where I felt this is feeling a little bit mean spirited now. <laughs> oh, but I mean, also there was that scene where um, Rodney calls and she's like coming on to him, and it's just a bit. Well, why is that there? That, why do they hit the what, what what have I forgotten the the relevance of the them hitting the deer um oh well no it was just so they could have the scene where she proves her liberal credentials to him but they could have like, they could have done that without 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 having the expense of killing a deer <laughs> no no yeah no I know but it's, and then spend it on later on it just there was a few bits of that which just it, it didn't all tie together. Add to that the fact is that it's ten minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is too long. I do find myself getting a little bit the party scene's too long. 
Yes, for sure. Like it is, we get the point. Yeah, we get very it. much so. We oh, and it. also, yeah, one other thing as well. So, the 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 black people who are around are the white people in the bodies of the black people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what was happening. Yeah, could how did they not all realize that they were all acting really suspiciously? Like they need. They need to get him into a comfortable place, yeah. and I understand that it's it, it, it's a whole like oh because you know what do white people just not understand how to be a black person? That, okay, that's absolutely absolutely fair enough. Yeah, but running outside in the middle of the night. Yeah, and the whole kind of like the no 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 whole thing. It's just like universally those are weird things <laughs> yeah. and, and like Jesus Christ the, the guy with the hat who's like, uh, uh, like it's good to see another brother here and it, it, it's like and then the, the, other, the, the woman comes along and she's like he was just telling me how comfortable he was with another per, uh, black person around it's like how would you not treat that as anything other than suspicious? Yeah, it is, it is a little bit like that. But then the running scene where the guy's running at him is a really good shot. It's a great shot, but it it's makes a fantastic no sense. shot, but it makes no sense. Um, it's, yeah, the, 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 the hypnotism scene is really, really tense and really, what is oh. it? Fuck, I felt so uncomfortable. With I felt scene. so uncomfortable, but I was, it was absolutely great. transfixed. Yeah. It, it did take me a little bit out of it when they did uh, the sunken place bit. I did feel a little bit like, oh. Is, is Mika Levy's score from Under the Skin about to start playing or something? Yeah, like, I did yeah. feel a little bit like, oh, you had me really fucking tense and really, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. And you've, you've done something interesting and you can never criticise somebody for doing something interesting. But I did feel in that it did kind of drop the tension a little bit for me and made me go, ah, right. So that's the end of how tense I am for that. And now this looks nice. And also, wasn't I? The bit towards the end where he's got the 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 the, the things in his ears and whatnot. Um, mm. why didn't they just put him in the sunken place all the time? Yeah. <laughs> you see, it, it is, it is, it's a strange one because it sounds like they've been really down on it, but I think we're both are, are definitely not shit with it. No, because, I mean, it, like I am looking forward to seeing what Jordan Peele does next. I think he's got a fucking voice. He's got an eye. Yeah. Um, and he gets good performances from his actors. Yeah, uh, everyone's, and, everyone's really good in that. Yeah, and I, it, it's a, the film's got a very odd tone, and for the vast majority of it, it plays it really well. Mm. It's just... Uh, there is ever so slight, ever so slight, really early awards buzz for the screenplay. Nah. Mm, no. Nah. It, it just, no. But, it's well worth your time. Yeah. It, it is. It's a, oh, I absolutely, mean, yeah. You know, it's a really, really solid Blumhouse film. I would... If you were going to ask me, would I want to watch Split or Get Out again? No, I would say Split. Really? 
Yep. I've not seen Split yet, so I, I, I can't comment on that, but that's interesting that. Um, thing is, I've only watched Get Out, Get, Get Out, Get Out again. I, I, I did I did enjoy it enough. I think uh, Alison Williams' performance is great in it. I think Daniel Kaluuya's performance in it, it is, is strong at points. I think at other points, I think I struggled to get on with him. Oh, fuck, hang on. Are you recording? Ooh, I don't know what I am. I don't know if my recording thing works at the moment. Shit. Fuck. Oh, Are we not recording? Fuck, uh, fuck a duck. Hang on. Call recorder. Are you doing? Oh, fuck. Oh, that was tense. No, we're good. Oh, my God. It was it was minimised right in the bottom of my screen. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> no problem, because I'm working on my laptop that I haven't quite set up my call recording yeah, on yet. No, it's cool, it's cool. Okay, sorry. Yeah, carry on. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, I struggled to get on with um, the um, Chris character at points, to be honest. I felt he was, he could have come across a little bit. I don't know, he, he did come across as a little bit forcibly uncomfortable. Like, he was almost on the cusp of going, in fact, he does say a few times, I told you this to be be like, you're not helping it any. <laughs> mm. um, no, I, no I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it, I mean, but that, but, but everything, things around him are off. Yeah, everything's weird. So it, it, it kind of, it makes sense with it. It's a good performance. I'm just not, it's a fucking, it's a weird film. Why? Why doesn't I mean Alison Williams's character has done all this stuff a number of times. Why doesn't she say to her granddad and grandma in, in the bodies of, of of the the servants in the house, stop running around in the middle of the night? Mm. You know, have some conversations. Yeah, you, you know, like don't just look like stare creepily at people, and you know, and we'll be all right. Hey, boyfriend of old woman. Maybe mm. don't dress like that. Maybe don't dress so fucking weirdly. Yes, oh, do, do, know... do, do, don't dress like a seven-year-old white man. <laughs> don't dress like a seven-year-old rich white man. <laughs> no, exactly. It just yeah. I, that's the, 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 I don't know. The film's got problems, and it doesn't. I don't think. I don't think it's particularly picking holes either. It just they, no. they are problems with it however it, it for me it's a seven out of ten movie yeah it is no but it is it's what it, it is this is the thing it's the it's the natural when everyone tells you something's great and you don't like it as much then you're more inclined to be, to be negative it it, it, it I, I mean I, I think it's human nature and it's what it is with me on this it, it's it's a really it's a really solid horror film it's not the second coming as everything seems to have to be these days yeah, um, our audience poll um, definitely not. So both definitely not shit on on get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely not shit. Seventy three percent touching cloth nine percent and shit eighteen percent. Nice. Um, let's see what's up, babe. Oh, she wants to say something to us. What do you want to say, lots? Happy to add episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, lots. Mark says thank you. Do you want to do you want to hear Mark? You can you can hear Mark. Hello, Lots. Can you hear that, Lottie? Do you want to say anything? What do you want to say to Mark? What do we do next? 
What do we do next? What do we do next? Well, <laughs> we're going to talk Lottie. about a film you don't want to see. No, yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy gonna... Beauty and the Beast, Lot? Yeah, did you enjoy Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. What was your favourite bit? Oh. Um, when the beast turned nice. When the beast turned nice. Okay, that's yes. good. And would you say it was definitely poop or definitely not poop? Definitely not poop. Okay, good stuff. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. All right, thanks lots. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> no. it It's called a microphone, babe. What does it do? It records me. It records you? Yeah. Oh, well, I haven't got any in there. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, King Cobra, um, yeah, it's about the story of uh, Brent Corrigan uh, and how him coming into the uh, on producer uh, Stephen... Cossus and life, uh, and how that ends up colliding with um, James Franco and I can't believe the guy's name now, uh, Keegan Allen's um, characters there. So, Ian, King Cobra, it's wow, it's an interesting one, this one, isn't it? This is quite something. This it wasn't a treadmill yep. film, I can tell you that for free. Um, so, um, King Cobra, um. I thought it was all right. It's pretty. It's pretty sta- kind of standard issue kind of biopic. This type kind of movie. Of... Sorry. It's t- standard issue. This type of movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except with quite a bit of gay sex in it. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm not going to forget James Franco talking about like giving a big bit of cock for a while. Like you'd love that big cock. Or whatever yeah, it is. This, is. this is my big cock. Oh, it just fantastic. You, um, you can't work out with Franco in this whether or not he's taking the piss out of it or he's fully on board. And it, I think I, he's just, fully on board. He's, it's, it's, it's so strange. Like we said, the whole reason for doing this is it's he's a bit part player in it. You know, he, he, he's a big enough character, but People of the standing of James Franco don't usually do this type of thing, mm. but James Franco does, and that's why he's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels to me like he got wind of it, or it was a friend's project or something like that. He was like, yeah, go on then. I'm game for pretty much anything on screen, yes. so I, I, will do, I will do this stuff. And he does it fully commits to it but it also gives christian slater a rare like kind of co-leading performance as well these days anyway yeah and... um, i think he, he was in justin kelly's first film i think um yeah he was he, he was uh, james Mack was in, in justin kelly's first movie um and um he was in I didn't think that James Franco was in Milk with um, Brent Corrigan uh, or yeah. Sean Paul Lockhart, as he's known as, uh, his real name. Might have been. Yeah, that yeah. seems like something that, yeah. So they've kind of, their paths have crossed as well. So, um, yeah, they were in, in in milk together. So it, it's kind of um, it seems like a thing that there's this this threads that have, have led in there. But like you say, it's courtesy um, Christian Slater um, in like essentially like leading a movie. He's he's probably the 
the central character of the entire film. Um, uh, he is yeah. King Cobra. Yeah, uh, and you know, in true Christian Slater style, he's actually very good in it. I thought. Absolutely, and I mean, I, I mean, what I liked about it as well is the way that they they build up James Franco and his boyfriend's um, characters, the Viper Boys, as being kind of like competitors to mm. King Cobra. Um, and but then there are like little cracks in the facade, like the fact that the boyfriend basically has to also be an escort and um, like debt collectors coming round and. But then it culminates in that that fucking scene where, like, they're on the phone to Christian Slater, and it's like, I'm sure we can work out an arrangement. And Christian Slater is just like, No, I don't know who you are. And he's like, You know, we're the Viber Boys. I don't know who the fuck you are. No, he's mine. You're not having him. Fuck off. I don't know who you are. And if I don't know who you are, it means that you're shit. Yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, that's it. That's a fantastic line. (laughs) And and just Franco's reaction to it as well, which is like so over the top. Yeah. To be fair, that's a moment where you are like, actually, is he playing this seriously or not? Yeah. But then, you know, like the the night scene, well, well, the, the scene where, um, like the aftermath of the of the killing and whatnot, and like he's he's telling his boyfriend he did a good job. It's a really good little scene between the two of them, um, yeah. you know. And, and, and that, that, you know, it, I, I just I don't know where, where Franco is in this film, but then you don't know where he is in a lot of films. The interview, yeah. like, what the fuck is he doing in that film? He's he's on another planet in that film. And, <laughs> I mean, he really is, though. Like, his energy is so different from everybody else's in that fucking film. Um, and it just it seems to be what, what he does. And, like, I mean, he's going to be in Alien Covenant. It's like, what the fuck is James Franco doing in Alien Covenant? Is he? I mean, yeah, yeah, man. He's in the prologue thing. He's the captain. James Franco is? Yeah. You know, like in the prologue thing, the one who's like, um, he like says he's ill and he needs to go to bed. That's James Franco. Is it? Yeah. Fucking hell, I, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. This is weird. Like he's, I, I frankly, he's not going to be in it much because there was a trailer for Alien Covenant before um, Get Out yesterday, where Catherine Waterston says to Brelly Crudup, "Cap, I think this is a bad idea, Captain." Yeah. So, and James Franco was already ill anyway, so I'm assuming something happens there. But, yeah, James Franco, all over the fucking place. And yeah. I mean, it, and also, I mean, fuck, it's getting away from King Cobra slightly, but the disaster artist? Yeah, there's the disaster a artist. for that. Uh, isn't there also one that he's doing this year where he's written it? I'm sure he's written something for uh, and Power Anderson starring in it. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I, 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 I'll, I'll let you continue talking about King Cobra. I, I just checked. Yeah, no, sure no, yeah, we we need to look into that. So yeah, I, it's just I don't know what Franco is doing here, but I like what he's doing. I like what Christian Slate is doing. <laughs> The, yeah, the, no, the, he, he is. Uh, James Franco is directing a film um, called The Institute, a thriller film uh, that he is directing. I think, no, he's just directing it and he's not 
in it, I don't think, but it stars Pamela Anderson. In 19th century Baltimore, a girl stricken with grief from her parents' untimely death voluntarily checks herself into Rosewood Institute as subject to a bizarre and increased in violent pseudoscientific experiment in personality modification, brainwashing and mind control. She must reclaim the clutches of Rosewood and exact her revenge. Sounds great. Yeah. Spawn. Yeah. I, I, what the fuck is he doing? It's brilliant. I like it. Yeah. But the, the the thing is, though, I mean, away from the what the fuck is he doing, King Cobra is a good little film. It is a good little film, actually. I, I like the fact that it's it doesn't get lost in its preposterousness. It kind of, it, it shows you it and says, look, some of these people around it are preposterous, but they're not all like this. The fuck-ups are like this. There's actually some quite intelligent businessmen around this that are doing it just to make money. Um, um and so there is there is that element around it, you know, the fact that he's got him, you know, he's like, no, it's not like you belong to me because I discovered you or anything like that. It's you belong to me. You've got a contract with me. Mm. Oh, that, so that's you can't use his name. name and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, there's all that. So there's a there's a logic and a smartness to it, which I think comes from the fact that it, it is based on a true life story, and they've stuck quite well to it from from what from what I gather from reading a few little bits about it um, at, afterwards um, you know I've not read that much about it so I don't know the fucking exact ins and outs of it but it does seem like that uh, Justin Kelly has, has, has stuck quite closely to it you know I did I did like um, it's kind of darkly comic the whole like we're going to burn this place to the ground and it basically cuts, and it's just like <laughs> fire, the, 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 the blah blah blah. It's now a murder investigation. It's like good job, guys. Yeah, there's, there's literally a little bit of smoke damage outside of one of the windows. They're just not very good, those two. No, yeah. But you, I think you kind of like get the idea that these were ridiculous people. Just not very bright and ridiculous people. The fact that when they go to that sushi restaurant, it's like. Oh, I want some sake. All oh, right, well, can I, can I want the most expensive sake you've got. All right, well, I've got this one. Just bring the most expensive. And it is like that. Like the more expensive something is, the better it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But then, I mean, uh, you know, you can see what his character is going for there. He's trying to impress um, Brent Brent Corrigan, you know. And yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It just it's. Um, it's a good little film. Really, really solid performances. I mean, the the lad who plays Brent Corrigan is, uh, is the fact that like his character arc is that you know he actually wants to be a filmmaker and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't quite pull through for me. He he doesn't seem fleshed out enough. I mean, weirdly, I thought James Franco's boyfriend was more kind of fleshed out. Where yeah. You know, he seems like a bit of like almost like a bimbo at first, but then as it kind of goes on, it's just like no, he's really, really in love with James Franco's character and will do anything for him. Um, mm. And you know, there, there's a kind of a almost a kind of like an honor um, to to his character in that, which I um, which I, re- I really quite enjoyed. Um, and I mean, like the the sex scenes for what they are, they're attractive men going at it which if you're that way inclined it's probably good shit yeah you know like it's pretty full on um and fair play you know yeah I, but I just 
James Franco and Christian Slater talking about taking cocks and stuff. It's just you don't see that every day. No, you don't. No, uh, I mean I, to be honest, I'm a I'm a, a definitely not shit of it. To be so honest, am I. I think it, I, I, you know it's it's a light, I think it benefits from the fact that it's it's ninety odd minutes long. But yeah, I'm definitely not shit. And our actual audience poll for it, um, well, King Cobra, definitely not shit, 33%. Touching oh, Cloth, 33%. And shit, 34%. Fucking, yeah, all right. Which is which? Which I could see why, to be honest, on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's quite, I don't know. It's a story that you've seen before. But the performances are good, and I don't know. You don't see James Franco having gay sex every day. No, no, you don't. Well, Christian Slater, you know. No. It's uh, yeah. I I I I thought it was perfectly all right. I was I was quite I was all right with it. <laughs> I I'm I must say I'm chomping at the bit to do Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Can we do that for next week? Yes. He fucking co-wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> James Franco, Tory Spelling, yeah, co-written by James Franco. Oh God, I'm all over it. Yeah, that's that's what we covered in our uh, Franco. Don't give a fuck next week. Um, yes, final feature review uh, for this week: um, Beauty and the Beast. And uh, the is it the second live action or classic they've redone? Kind, yeah, kind of. I mean, you had Maleficent, which was kind of Sleeping Beauty again, but not. Yeah. It was around. It was around that time where these remakes and stuff were going to be like, oh, from the bad guy's perspective, um, yeah. or like gritty. So like Snow White and the Huntsman and whatnot. But then they just went, no, oh, fuck it, let's just remake them. Yes. So this is a deep remake, essentially, or the. Um the new telling of Aunt Beauty and the Beast, uh, directed by Bill uh, Congdon, uh, starring uh, Emma Watson as uh, Belle, Dan Stevens as the Beast, Luke Evans as Gaston, uh, Kevin Klein as Maurice, Josh Garland as LeFou, uh, Hugh McGregor as Lumiere, um, Ian McKellen as Cogsworth, uh, and Emma Thompson as Mrs. Potts. I don't think I need to go into any more details of the, the cast, do I? I don't think I do, do I? Uh, also, I thought Raw, just huh? because I like saying that name. <laughs> uh, also, do I really need to tell people the story of Beauty and the Beast? Um, well, no. If you've seen narcissistic the cartoon... uh, asshole prince gets turned into a beast for being a brick, and the only way he can get turned back from being a beast back to being a prince is if he manages to fall in love and have somebody fall in love with him as the beast uh, to prove that true love can exist and he has to do this before all the petals of a rose fall away um, so there we go uh, I think everyone knows the fucking story of Beauty and the Beast anyway so Ian um, what did you think? Lottie got very confused I just want to say before I forget Lottie got very confused because at the start Dan Stevens is dressed up in the finest like French revolutionary kind of get up yeah. And then through the film, Lottie asked me several times, why was the Beast a girl before? <laughs> um, so that, that took some explaining. Anyway, um, yeah, I had a really good time with Beauty and the Beast. It's 
the original film, which I, uh, I watched in parts recently, um, it's the original film with some new songs and some expanded material. I was a little put off by how close to the original it is at times, like down to shots. Like the yeah. the, the song at the start, the Emma Watson song, it genuinely felt like there were entire shots just taken from the cartoon, which yeah. felt lazy. And I mean, like to be fair, the Beauty and the Beast like dance feels like that as well, even though it almost kind of feels like with that scene you have to. Yeah. So fair enough, but there there were and like the the, the Gaston song as well, like it felt a bit too copyish. But really like the Beast song. Um, that was that was cracking. I thought Dan Stevens yeah. did a really good job of that. Actually, it was very good. Yeah. Um, and I thought the performances as a whole were were pretty fucking solid. Actually, um, I like. I just liked how expensive it looked. Mm. Like it, everything about it, from a production value point of view, was like A grade. Um, yeah. And I suppose that's what you get when Disney chuck like 160 million dollars at something. But I, 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 there was a there was a sense of classiness to this, which I yeah. was kind of surprised by. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was really good. I thought the action worked. Luke Evans was fucking fantastic. Um, like he, I mean, he was fucking great. Anyway, I'll stop. I enjoyed it more than Get Out. I did not expect that. Um, and Lottie had a good time with it as well. She freaked the fuck out at one moment. Um, but she, the Beast was nice in the end, so it was all good. Uh, anyway, Mark. I thought it was fantastic, to be mm. honest. I thought it was... I thought it was uh, like you say, yeah, there's an overwhelming sense of, of class. And I think from the first sort of five minutes with it, you kind of, you already know, do you know what? I'm just going to sit back and let, and just sink into this because yep. this is going to be good. Everybody yep. is handling it really well. There's a few bits that I was a bit like, hmm, not sure about that. But overall, I, I do think that it, it hits the mill then pretty much every single time. The casting in it is pretty much um, perfect across the board. Um, Emma Watson can sometimes be a bit cold uh, in some things. And I, I, I was a little bit of a worry about that because she essentially is, she's supposed to be this very warm and engaging character, if not slightly odd. And I thought she was very good at that. She did yeah, come across as warm. She's very good at it. Um, Dan Stevens it does very well with still managing to convey a performance out of it uh, and gets across sort of melancholy with it. And the, you know, I, I genuinely laughed quite heartily when he, you know, sort of said, you know, the, the line of, which is, have you read all of these books? And he goes, well, all of them, some of them are in Greek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was great. And then she kind of looks at him and just says, you know, is that a joke? And he kind of cracks a smile. It was, it was charming uh, and effortless with its charmingness um, that just made you feel like it was it, it was handled to where everyone knew that you know what we've got a really fucking good story here we can't we, we, you know we, we've got to really do something to fuck it up so let's just let's let's not try and 
dick about with it. Let's nail the songs. Let's do this. Everyone felt like it, it felt like it was rehearsed to within an inch of its life. Everybody knew their parts absolutely perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that I felt was a little bit off at points was Josh Gad. I felt it was a little bit okay. That's fine. I'm fine with you being a gay character. No problem with that at all. Makes perfect sense in that time period as it does for now to have that. But we got it. We got it. You could turn it down a notch um, in certain bits. He felt a little bit too much like he was trying to steal everything, um, which he didn't need to do because Luke Evans was fantastic. Every time he was on screen. Seriously, he was fucking great. Like, because he gets, he's got the kind of like the, the, the macho pomposity like about him, but he's also got the theatricality. Um, yeah, I, I saw somebody put a tweet, tweet, and I can't remember who it was, so I apologise. This isn't a criticism of the person that put the tweet, but they put out a tweet saying that they were a little bit worried about uh, Luke Evans and could he pull off the uh, arrogance of, what is it, of Gaston. And I thought, yes, how can uh, no, Luke Evans, without question, can pull off being an arrogant prick? Yeah, someone <laughs> you know, hasn't seen High Rise, I'd say. Yeah, but, and that, yeah. that's not a criticism of Luke Evans, by the way. It's just, you know he can pull off that character uh, there. And he does very well. And the fact that you've got the, you know, the bits where it worked well with Josh Gabb was where he stood behind him saying, ah, deep breath, deep breath, calm yeah. down to him every time he loses his shit. And the, there is a, a joke where in a Disney film... <laughs> Right. In a film that is gonna make a billion dollars, right? Mm. Where a main character gets calmed down at the thought of war widows. Oh, that was fucking fantastic. Like the look <laughs> on his face is like he's just had a smack of heroin. A bit of smack even. Like it is yeah, fucking incredible that is. Yeah, it was uh, I thought Eureka was was magnificent. I thought he did uh, be our guest fantastically. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I just I thought the whole thing, like you say, I had an overwhelming sense of just class about it, and just I'm 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 not afraid to admit that I'm really enjoying this. And like you said, the the Beast song was 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 magnificent. It was brilliant. You know, you look at it going, shit, is that actually Dan Stevens? That's yeah, wow. I mean, <laughs> you know? the fact the fact like the work he had to do for the mocap as well. I mean. Yeah. Like having to fucking do shit on stilts and in a muscle suit. Yeah. Like good on him. Yeah, you know, and yeah. for like making that effort and yeah, I, I I you know, I don't know. It feels like there's not a lot of actors out there who would be prepared to do that that kind of work. It's like, all right, I'll do the facial capture and whatnot, but just have a you know, just have a fucking stunt man do the like with the muscle suit and whatnot, it's like no, he actually fucking goes and does it, and you know, you know really, what I, really I think good it on is. him. Do you know, I think it is with Dan Stevens. Mm. Um, the reason why I think he's he's gone in this interesting direction, um, he, he's gone in because he is a, a, a he's a very interesting actor. We've said it before. He picks interesting roles, and he's not. He doesn't seem like he wants to go down a, a certain path. He wants to very much kind of you know the fact that he's playing the beast here and he gets very little screen time as Dan Stevens. Um, 
in that is he's newly hot. He only became hot after he became successful in um, what's it, Downtown Abbey, um, there. And he, 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 he was a little bit pudgy in that and awkward looking. And now he's kind of he's reinvented himself, got a Hollywood reinvented himself, and he's an attractive guy. So, but he's gone through and made his sort of name and gone through acting as not having that movie star good looks and that, you know, that poster boy imagery there. And so it's developed a different kind of mentality within him, I think. And that's why we're getting this, you know, he's doing Legion um, and, you know, he's doing Beauty and the Beast and he went off and did, you know, he fucking chased the guest. You know, he didn't just get cast in it. He had a song script and basically said, I want to be in this, I want to do this. And they were like, well, if you want to do it, you've got to do this. And he was like, I'll do it, I'll do anything. I want this fucking film. And essentially, it, it kind of made him a little bit in terms of, yes, he can pull up in a movie star. He's doing a, a new Gareth Evans one, like, which yes, he is. you excited. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's all that. And, yeah, it's the whole thing just, just felt really... Really like bravo, well done. You know, it made me come out there going, Do you know what? Yeah, bring on fucking Aladdin or whatever it is you're doing next. Yeah, I'm I'm well up for seeing what Disney do with these things. Um Maleficent was alright. Um but the Jungle Book was ace and Beauty and the Beast is as well. I mean, Guy Ritchie doing Aladdin is fucking mental. Uh, but I can't wait to see what they do with it. Uh, yeah, especially seeing as the more trailers that come out for uh, King Arthur, the more you go, oh, that's full batshit fantasy mayhem. Fuck, man. <laughs> Is it now? Guy Ritchie, like, seriously, he he got such a fucking reputation early on, and he's done... I don't know, he's done stuff to like interesting stuff man. I mean Rock and Roller is a, a is a good little film. The Sherlock Holmes films are fun. The Man from Uncle is fucking great. Yeah. You know, absolutely. and, and that, that, seems... that's from somebody who who shit mouthed it all of the time until he actually saw it and then had to eat his words and go, it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean that, that so you know and yeah, he seems to have this reputation that like people don't just don't seem to be able to take his shit seriously and won't give him a chance. And I yeah, I mean good on him. Fuck fuck that. Fuck the haters on Guy Ritchie, man. I mean I say that King Arthur's going to be a piece of shit now, but you know, I I I I'm, 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 I'm up for King Arthur. I'm bang I'm fucking bang up for King Arthur. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean what's it, I think that's out in May, so we don't have too long to wait for that. Um but yeah, no. So uh, Disney, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you make a shitload of money, and you know what? For the most part, you actually make decent films as well. So good on you. Yeah, that's it. And, and Beauty and the Beast for me is a. It's not going to be in my top ten of the year, uh, but it's a solid. Yeah. I think it's a solid five star film. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm a four to four point five, like just because. <laughs> I don't know. It cribs from the original film, like in terms of shots, quite a bit. Yeah, and that I can completely see that. I, I I know the story, but I cannot remember. I've seen it obviously, Beauty and the Beast, but I, I cannot remember. I probably saw it 
25 years ago. So uh, end of, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, our review poll, Beauty and the Beast, I was surprised at this. Definitely not shit 50%, touching cost 17%, and shit 33%. Yeah, it's not it's not universally loved. It's not. Um, people people seem to have problems with it. Um, I tend to not read a lot of film stuff these days because I, even though I do a podcast, I can't be asked with other people's opinions most of the time these days. But uh, <laughs> you know, hey. Uh, but yeah, Beauty and the Beast, solid fucking film. Jungle Book, solid fucking film. There you go. Roll on Aladdin. Yeah. Actually, no. What's next year? I don't think next year is Aladdin. What's next year? Is then? it? Is it Lion King? Oh, it might be. You know, would they have that for next year? Do you think? No, oh, it can't be. Are you sure it's not a Lion Is it Aladdin? Lion, Lion King's definitely cl- further along than Aladdin is. Is it? All oh, right, then it must be. It must be Lion King for next year then. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, because it, it kind of seems like it was about this time last year that Jungle Book came out as well. So it's like yeah. the pre-summer slot, it seems like they've got locked down. Dumbo, maybe. No, they're not They're not that far along on Dumbo either. Yeah. So what? Fuck. What else could they have? Man, let's do the Aristocats. Let's have a fucking <laughs> mental live-action version of the Aristocats. Well, who would you get to direct that one? <laughs> Fuck, man. Who likes cats? I don't. You'd have to get... I do. Uh, I'll direct it. Um, it's an easy billion. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Ian, what have you been watching this week? Paul Verhoeven's The Aristocats. Paul Verhoeven. Oh, fuck yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, my God. That would be good. Yeah, imagine the cats. Like, Isabel Huppert is... Yeah. Actually, to be fair, Isabel Huppert would rock would the be, shit out of, like, a jazzy cat. Isabel, Isabel Huppert and, oh, I don't know, who else could you get? It was a Beethoven alumni. Oh, there'd, there'd be some Peter now. Weller. <laughs> Peter Weller, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh hell. God, that would be incredible. Um... <laughs> Right, uh, what else have I watched? Yeah. Uh, yeah, i got a couple. Um, so, Your Highness, which we talked about on WhatsApp a bit. Um, rewatched Your Highness for the first time since the cinema. Enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. I think I must have had a stick up my ass the day I went to see it in the cinema. Um, that film's funny, man. Like It's, it's, it's absolute fucking bobbins. Uh, yeah. But, but I took enough out of it to go, I'm fine enough with that it's, I it's stupid enough to be alright there is a scene where Justin Faroe is having like a feast and Toby Jones kind of comes up on his table like a vision kind of thing and they're having a conversation and right at the end Toby Jones goes are you having fish fingers and it's like yeah they've been having this entire fucking scene with a massive plate of fish fingers just in the middle of the table and I just <laughs> The, the film kind of instantly gets three stars for that, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's, that film, again, is another one that doesn't give a fuck. No, I mean, that's the thing. And Franco, again, <laughs> slightly on a different plane yeah. to Danny McBride and uh, Rasmus Harddicker um, in, in this. Very doesn't 
seem to realise, apart from a couple of moments, that his brother's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and it just seems to just completely go on the air of his own farts. It's 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 it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's your highness. And the only other thing I got is um, demonic, uh, which I watched on Netflix. Uh, James Wan produced, starring Frank Grillo and Maria Bello. Um, All right. Yeah, no, I thought that might perk your ears up. Um, yeah, can't beat a bit of Bella. No, no, quite. And a bit of Grillo. Um, yeah. So ba- basically. Oh, Scott still... Michalski is in, is in it as well. Who? Uh, Scott Michalski um, is in it. He, he did a few interesting things in the kind of mid 90s and then disappeared. He was in uh, Mean Creek. Um, Euro Trip, which is actually, I think, is an entertaining enough stupid comedy. And it was, it's Scott, doesn't know. And he was in a film called Gone that was really a little uh, nice kind of uh, psychological thriller, uh, which is a really good watch. Amanda Seyfried? No, a different one. Different one, same title, but yeah, different film. It's very good, actually. Where he plays a um, a traveller. that hooks up with a um, a, a couple, uh, a British couple, uh, and ends up. They think that they know him, and it turns out that he's not. He's been stealing people's identities. It's a bit fucking weird, but it's it's it was a good watch. That's he's not a good the Freed one, then. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. No, 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 sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically, uh, setup of it is. Um, Police are called round to a disturbance in a house, and um, basically a load of bodies are found there, and there's a guy there who's kind of, like, shivering and a bit of a wreck. And Frank Grillo is called in, he's a detective, and Maria Bello is his kind of girlfriend who's also a psychiatrist. And so Grillo is doing, like, the procedural what-the-fuck-happened-here-then work, and she's questioning him and like the, the guy saying he can't remember things. And then it kind of flashes back and um, it's essentially uh, these uh, uh, these people who are investigating hauntings hook up with this guy who, uh, along with his girlfriend... Okay, I'm not explaining this very well. There's a guy having visions of his dead mum. His girlfriend, uh, his her ex, is, leads a team of like ghost hunter type people, and he gets wind of this and says, "Right, okay, well, let's go to the house and uh, let's go to this house where they uh, used to live or something." I, I watched it on Monday. I can't even remember that detail. And he'll be able to like get rid of this shit, and maybe we'll get some ghosty stuff going on. Um, and then ghosty stuff starts coming on, and then possessiony kind of stuff. And then every 10 minutes or so, it goes back to Frank Grillo basically giving um, other people around him shit for not finding out what's going on. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this one went direct to Netflix in the UK. I think it got a US theatrical. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's all right. Grillo is good. Um Maria Bello is decent. There's some twisty stuff at the end, which I thought was all right. Um, oh, fucking, what's her name? Uh, Cody Horn, uh, the love interest in Magic Mike. Oh, yeah. 
I genuinely think I've only seen her in this and Magic Mike. Yeah, isn't uh, she like the um, granddaughter of... Daughter or granddaughter of Alan Horn, I think, who I yeah. think was like used to be the head of Warner Brothers or something. Brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and now she's doing Demonic, so well done her. Um, yeah, I mean, it... It was like 85 minutes long, so it was one of those ones that I was like, I could watch this on a couple of days on the train. Um, and it worked out well enough for that. If you're a Frank Grillo co- uh, complete completionist, it's not the worst thing you could watch. Uh, so, yeah. Like, two, two and a half. But certainly not a one. That's, well, I, 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 don't, I know I'm probably not watching that. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 80-odd minutes long, it's a horror film, it's got Frank Gorilla and um, Maria Bello in it, and it's on Netflix. So I know that I'll end up watching that fucking one, like, Tuesday night or something like that. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine for that. Six days later, though, I can't really remember a fucking thing about it. So I think that probably says something. Yeah. That's me. Cool. I, I, I've, got, I've got a few I can throw out there as well. Uh, obviously, I was aware uh, this week, um, Monday to Friday, at the cabin me and Bex go to. So, of course, I watched Hot Tub Time Machine in the hot tub. Um, of course, and uh, as anybody who's listened to the show for more than 20 episodes will, will know, uh, I, I, my love for that movie grows every time I watch it. Um, genuinely, is in my top probably pushing top 20 films of all time <laughs> which when I say out loud sounds fucking crazy but yeah I, I love that movie I, I, I've seen it in excess of 20 times now and I, I could still enjoy and still laugh at it pretty much every single time I watch it so yeah it is, it's one of those movies I think I could watch every week and not get bored of fair play which again as I say it out loud sounds insane I have breaking news Oh, yeah. Eddie Redmayne has won Best Actor for Fantastic Beasts at the Empire Movie Awards. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, God bless Empire, and I'm assuming it's I'm I'm assuming it's reader voted, but. (laughs) Hell. And, and and they wonder why that fucking <laughs> that fucking magazine's dying in its fucking arse. I mean, I th- I, I mean even, even even he should be embarrassed to go up there and go not really. Yeah. Really? I'd really? Just... Oh god say. If I was I'd... in that audience, I would be heckling like a motherfucker shouting, do the Jupiter voice. I just. Why was just, he even nominated? <laughs> just. Fucking hell. Ugh. Best anyway. film went to Rogue One. <sighs> Do you know what? I, I, I can almost get. Won Best Actress. Gareth Edwards so it, won Best Director. Jesus Christ. So it's just, it's just Smash Hits Movie Awards. Fucking hell. Um, Don't bother. Jason Bourne won Best Thriller. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. Do you remember that used to be sponsored by Jameson? And yeah. it used to be like, used to people like um, Viggo Mortensen used to win Best Actor for like um, 
what's it called? History of Violence and things like that. You know, it was like it was like an alternative, uh, you know, more sort of cultish and more sort of filmically referenced films rather than just the standard Hollywood fair winning stuff. And then now it's just the stuff that even the Oscars would would go. Do you know what? Yeah, we're not gonna fucking touch that. I just that's just I, I haven't seen Fast and Fantastic Beast, so he might be fantastic in it. So I can't really comment. But it does feel a little bit like. Fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just... Um, it's... I think it's... Might be a bit mean to say, but it, I think it's interesting, let's say, that this year it's being presented by... Like, the this ceremony is being presented by two of the people who work for Empire. Like, hmm. it, it used to be... Celebrities doing yeah. it and now it's two of the people who write for and like it's the editor and Chris Hewitt who hosts their podcast yeah it does feel a little bit like they think they're, they're a little bit above their own fucking station I think a little yeah, bit yeah it's um, there's a, there, I think there's there's maybe a touch of that mm. fucking hell anyway yeah um sorry yeah uh, so I'm, what's I'm, time machine uh, I'm not I've also uh, I watched Nice Guys um, it's a fucking cracking movie it's a nice guy oh, it really is such a good time and it's on Netflix yes it is I saw that yeah, yeah. Um, which is quick and fucking fair play well, you know uh, but yeah it, it's, it's such a good time um, there's so many great throwaway bits in it hmm. that, that just happen and then disappear um, and don't come back stuff like the um I know his ventriloquist doesn't work. Well, he does sometimes. No, it doesn't. Ever. And then just nothingness after that. It's, it's not mentioned. It's just there for no real fucking reason. Um, the the fact that it's 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 a film that has a little girl getting thrown through a pane glass window, and then just having a guy go, "Are you all right?" And she just goes, "Yeah, fine." <laughs> and nothing else is fucking mentioned about it. Mm. <laughs> it's it's such a good time. Uh, also, rewatched Spotlight as well, uh, which is less of a good time, but still actually a great movie. Seems to be a movie that people have kind of forgotten. Yeah, I fuck a one best picture. <laughs> I mean, one best picture. Yeah. And um, do you know what? It's really fucking good. Yes, fucking right, it is. Um, yeah, it's a really fucking good movie. Uh, better on a second watch, to be honest, uh, I thought. Um, okay. uh, you know, I don't know if you ever enjoy a film like Spotlight, but you appreciate it, and I did appreciate it more. There's some there's some very good bits. The bit where um, the the guy brings all of the... That's a part group, and he brings all of the information, and um, he's sort of saying, you, know, you need to handle this properly. You know, I gave this to you, and you notice in that that he's actually addressing Michael Keaton in it. He's not addressing the room as if. He's actually saying, I gave this to you. To you. And it, it kind of, all stuff starts to make sense that you know about after after it kind of all starts to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I watch? Uh, rewatch 12 Monkeys. Becky's been wanting to rewatch it for quite a while. Um, again, it's a fucking cracking movie, it's 12 Monkeys. Um, it's such a visually rich movie it, just, it looks incredible uh, that maybe it's staggering how how every shot in that movie just looks so it, it's one of the few 
if it's possibly, and I'm a, I'm a Gilliam fan, it's possibly the only Gilliam film where everything lined up perfectly for him. Everything just worked for him, and his his mind was set perfectly on everything, and everything slotted into place and fit. Um, and you know, Bruce Willis is very good in it. Madden Stores, very good in it. Brad Pitt is fantastic uh, in it. You know, it's it's very strange. It was actually uh, weirdly. I thought in in Get Out in the dinner scene with Caleb Landry Jones, there was a sort of that era of Brad Pittness to it. Yes, yeah, you could see that for sure. Yeah, there was, That's there was that kind comparison. of you know, even the the voice, the way he was speaking, and the the mannerisms and the awkwardness, he felt a little bit kind of Twelve Monkeys, California, and um, Seven sort of era of Brad Pitt, you know, where he was. He seemed to be riling against the, um, you know, the people's sexiest mile life kind of thing that he'd been it, it bottled into and was trying to go, do you know what? No, I actually want to be a bit fucking serious actor. Um, and, you know, he has become a very sort of serious sort of player in, in, in the film world. You know, he's, I mean, he's won an Oscar and been nominated for several, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, producing and um, acting, etc. So it's it, it was good to rewatch that. Um, I'm actually now kind of tempted, in a way, to watch the TV series, but I've got so much other sort of stuff to watch that I don't think I'll get round to. It. Mm. Um, and I also final one I want to talk about is uh, I rewatched um, W Delta Z. Have you ever seen this? No. What is that? No. Uh, it's also called uh, The Killing Gene in America. Um, it's directed by Tom Shackland. Oh, Bradley. hang about. Was. Yeah. Bradley, Sorry. Yeah. No, totally have. Watched it. Um, yes. uh, like, watched it. It got a really small UK cinema run, it, and I actually managed to see it. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing it in cinema as well, actually. Yeah. Stan Skarsgård, uh, Melissa George, Sam Blair, and Tom Hardy in a very kind yeah, of. Yeah, man, that's right. Early role. Um, How does this hold up? Really well. Yeah, man. Really well, actually. I would yeah. watch that. Who directed um, it? Tom Sh- uh, Shanklin. Shanklin. Oh, and he did the children, didn't he? Um, did, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. It holds up really, really well, actually. It's um, it's it's incredibly icky. It's a it's it's an unpleasant movie to watch. Um, in the sense that it's it's got a lot of. There's no punches pulled. It goes outright fucking nasty. Um, at points and it's supposed to but not in a, a way that a lot of uh, horror films around that time were, were doing it wasn't it isn't just gore porn um, like yeah, things like Hostel were doing around the same sort of time there's actually a, an interesting kind of um, story arc to the actual film um, and the unpleasantness it has a part to play um, and you can see why a cast like Sort of Stan Skarsgård, Melissa George, and Hardy were all kind of drawn to it. Um, I think I remember when I was watching. I remember thinking that Hardy was, you know, knowing a little bit about him from other sort of bits he'd been in. But this is before, you know, he became Far Bronson and Inception and all of the stuff he's done since. Um, but he's he's very very good in this um, as he's Stan Skarsgård. Um, also, Melissa George holds up very well in it. But yeah, it's it's. It's something that certainly is it, it is well worth a, a rewatch tracking down. It's uh, I think it's on iTunes, but I think it's quite expensive. Um, so I I've got it on DVD still, so I watched it on that. Um, but if someone was let's say looking for it, an easier way to find it is if you 
search for the killing gene rather than W delta Z is what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Um, but yeah, it definitely holds up really quite well. Actually, um, I was quite um, surprised that it didn't, it hadn't aged really, and it's ten years old. So yeah, nice. I'd be up for, I'd be up for rewatching that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it as a rewatch certainly. Um, so yes, that's 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 all I watched. Oh, no, so I did watch uh, Rookie of the Year again while I was on holiday, uh, just because I saw it come up on iTunes uh, on Netflix, and it was. I had a couple of beers. I just got out of the hot tub. I was having, um, I said, some crackers and cheese for my lunch. Uh, I thought, fuck it, yeah, why not? <laughs> nice. So yes. Uh, so I don't think we've actually got any questions. Uh, we got an email. Do we? Ah, oh, cool. Um, so let me just put it up here. So, oh, Marcus Zizou, nice. Um, uh, uh, hi, Lance, just a congrats on your 200 shows. I look forward to your thoughts every week, even though I'm not always on the same wavelength. Oh, pardon me, uh, apologies, on the same wavelength. Uh, but for me, that doesn't matter. It's about the chemistry and entertaining back and forth. Plus, it's nice to have Mr. Mella sometimes. I'm an old 35-millimeter uh, heroes listener. Anyway, I hope you manage to keep going in the future. I appreciate the effort, and if you make it to LFF when I'm there, I'll shoot you a well, uh, shout you a well-deserved beer. Cheers, Marcus. Uh, thank you, Marcus. That's uh, very nice of you. Thank you, sir. Yes, uh, Max actually came up with the idea that I forgot to mention to you because uh, I was uh, a little bit tipsy at the time when I was talking about it, about that uh, at some point in the next sort of few episodes we might do it, um, it is come up with a list of our top 10 films of the 200 episodes that we did. Yeah, shit it off. That would be, that'd be great. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So we might, we might do that. We might do it at like 205 or something like that. <laughs> Cheat a little bit. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but beyond that, uh, Ian, what are we covering next week? So, um, either Life, Power Rangers, or The Lost City of Z. Um, One of those. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'd probably be able, to, be able to stretch to two. I might be able to stretch to two as well. So, we'll see. Maybe maybe stick it out as a Twitter poll? Yeah, we could do that, yeah. Or are there, like, two of those three you are more in for? I'm I, I'm more in for life uh, and uh, the lost city of Z, but I'll have to go see Power Rangers. Nah, that's fine, man. Like, I I will probably go see Power Rangers at some point just because I'm kind of morbidly fascinated by that film. It's, but, more, uh, it's your it's your it was your thing, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of interested in the fact it's a 12A as well. I thought that thing was going to be PG all the way, so the fact it I don't know the fact it might have a bit more violence going on than I had expected I am interested by uh, but yeah okay that's fine then so we'll do life and the lost city of Z uh, or Z whatever the fuck um, it was good to see that getting a theatrical over here as well because I know it's an Amazon Studios film but Studio Canal yeah. are doing it over here so uh, yeah no, that's good to and, see. and it's got some very good reviews actually yeah yeah no quite it's uh, yeah I'm excited for that um, so yeah double review next week and uh, Mother May I Sleep With Danger so uh, <laughs> um, God I hope I hope that thing's entertaining it's got to be at least entertaining it's got to be at least entertaining yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but anyway until then uh, happy 200 Mark yeah, happy 200 Ian uh, thank you everybody for listening uh, for the past sort of 200 episodes uh, we're not going anywhere 
Um, at all, no, uh, no, 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 quite. Can... I don't know what they. Yeah, no, there's um, no inkling of that whatsoever, is there? So no, no, and the uh, you know, if anything, you know, we you know, we've got the, um, the paying forward bit going. You know, the website's going to hopefully be able to more content on that once um, I get my life back in line and everything like that. So you know, everything's everything will be moving forward. If anything, there'll be more of us, less of us, we'll say. Yeah, straight up, and I mean, like, like I say, there's going to be shit going on on the the, the YouTube channel, me yeah. playing Resident Evil fucking seven, so um, and and whatnot. So uh, yeah, no, onwards and upwards. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We shall speak to you next week. Bye.